Hello and welcome back to the Social Disease Podcast. I'm Bridget. And I'm Jasper. And today we're going to be talking about some pretty fun season five characters, starting with Craig and Ellie and going into Jimmy and Spinner today. When we were kind of planning out season five, we had several different permutations of the characters for how we would group them. And like, I feel like it's still not perfect because it like, we could have done it a couple different ways, but some ways would have led to like a two hour long podcast, which we try to avoid as much as possible. It does happen sometimes, but <laughs> this is this is what we landed on. Yeah, we just have a lot of strong feelings about different characters, but we felt like these four together make the most sense. You won't have to listen to us for two and a half hours. Hopefully we don't know. Who knows how this is going to end. But we're going to start with Craig and Ellie. Yes. And so Craig, and well, Craig always has a massive season, right? But this season is actually pretty relatively low-key for him compared to his past seasons, which I am very happy with because I'm sure it is no secret that I am not a Craig fan. So the season starts off with Craig with Ellie and him are very good friends at this point because like they spent the whole summer together because they're in that group therapy thing, especially after Craig was homeless for a hot minute at the end of last season. And so Ellie finds out through email that Ashley is not returning from London and that she cheated on him with this London guy called Alistair and that she broke up with him through Ellie through email. Classic Ashley move. (laughs) And so Craig doesn't even know about this. And it's like the day before his birthday. So Ellie is all like, oh, I don't want to destroy his birthday by telling him that his girlfriend cheated and broke up with him. So she tells literally everybody except for Craig and plans this really extravagant birthday party at where? The dot. And so, of course, she tells Spinner, who, by the way, is still being iced out because he's working at the dot and Ellie just decides to spill the beans. And so Spinner lets it slip to Craig and Craig has no idea. So he gets pissed at Ellie. And then Ellie gets pissed at Craig for being pissed at her. And so there's a bit of back and forth between them. But at the end of the episode, they make up. They both apologize to each other and Ellie joins downtown Sasquatch. And it's pretty obvious that Ellie has a huge crush on Craig. Margaret even points it out. And so leading into the next episode, so Joey has gotten Craig and the band a wedding gig to perform at Diane's sister's wedding, I believe it was. And so Ellie is very excited for this, the whole band is, but especially Ellie because she's excited to play with Craig. And at the same time, Craig reconnects with Manny because Manny is being slut-chained by the school. And so he defends her when Peter is kind of harassing her at one point. And so this causes Craig and Manny to reconnect. And since Manny is being ostracized, Craig decides to be a good guy and invite her to the wedding, to the, to the gig, so that they could just like spend some time together. And Ellie, of course, is not happy about this. Manny dresses as she normally does, but apparently it's too slutty for Ellie. So Ellie begins to slut shame her and shame her in general, which it's not a cute look for Ellie. Definitely not. 
And Craig is just broken between both girls. He doesn't really know what to do. But when Ellie throws a drumstick at Manny, Ellie storms out and then Craig is like, what are you doing? And Ellie is like, I, I like you, but I don't like that I like you. Fuck off, Craig. And then Craig is like, well, you're just my friend. I don't know what to tell you. And then he ends up getting with Manny. So Craig and Manny are together and Ellie is heartbroken. And then we leave them for a while. Craig and Manny are together. They try to set up Emma with Derek at one point, but they really don't do too much as a couple, which is a little disappointing. And I'm sure we're going to talk about it, but they're pretty boring as a couple in season five, especially since Craig leaves. And the reason why Craig leaves is because they're doing like a battle of the bands thing and they get scouted by this music manager dude who decides to sign them, but he's really only interested in Craig. And the rest of the band members, Marco, Jimmy, and Ellie are being left on the wayside. The manager dude is just shitting on Ellie and her drumming skills at every turn. And so eventually Ellie convinces Craig that since the manager only wants him, that he should be a solo act and drop out of school and move to Vancouver, I think it is, to start this recording deal. And so Craig leaves forever. Well, not for forever, because he keeps coming back. And he does come back at the end of the season, at the graduation, and he just pops in to say hello, like, hey guys, happy graduation. And that's it. Ellie also has a couple things with Jimmy, but we're going to be talking about that with respect to Jimmy. Okay. So as somebody who loves Ellie, I do have to side with you on the fact that she kind of does just become a Craig fangirl slash like relationship ruiner, which was not who I remembered her being. This was kind of a disappointing season for Ellie. Like obviously she grew since the self-harm episode. So that's like good. But the fact that they're only giving her things boy related, not a big fan. But let's start with the Ashley breakup. Like, <laughs> so I hate Ashley and this doesn't help her case because like the fact that she went to Europe, I don't know though, were they not already broken up? Like I kind of thought that they were already broken up, but obviously it still doesn't feel good to hear like the girl that you were dating now has a new boyfriend so I don't feel like it was cheating what is your take on this yeah I think we talked about this with season four like did Ashley break up with Craig when she yeah. said don't come to London and it seems like it wasn't a hard breakup but at the same time it also seems like they're not talking to each other not even over phone or email so it, it does seem like Craig at least views them as still being a couple so might just be miscommunication on both of their parts as to whether they're a couple or not. So very unclear whether it's cheating or not, but at least from Craig's end, he was unaware that any of this was happening. I think, so what I'm thinking is, I think that Craig knew they were broken up because the whole fight wasn't him being upset about Ashley having a new boyfriend. It was that Ellie didn't tell him. Mm -hmm. That was really the whole thing. And I think that if she was cheating on him and if he considered her to be doing that, then I think he would be a lot more upset about the cheating part than the like Ellie not telling him part. That's just my, my take on it though. I guess that's true. But then 
He can't be mad at Ashley because she's not there. So even if he was upset about cheating, then who was he going to be mad about it to? Ellie, unfortunately, which is why I love when she calls him out in class and she's like, you're not mad at me. You're mad at Ashley. Like, knock it off. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like it also is fine that he was a little mad at her because like, from what we understand is that they became like really good friends over the summer and I would be kind of disappointed too. But like also friends, you know, you got to cross that path of like a little bit of a weird fight once in a while. So this is like their first fight as friends, which honestly ended up pretty well because then she ended up in the band with him. So yeah, (laughs) I guess that worked out. Yeah. And Craig did have a point when like he was saying that you thought I was going to like go off and like have an episode type of deal. And like, you know me better than that. So he did have a point about that, which I thought was a good way to show, like you said, like their new friendship. Like they've been friends the whole summer, but they haven't really had to grapple with anything as friends. So this was like a good, like kind of first friendship conflict, I guess. Yes. And I think it was kind of interesting that Ellie told Spinner about like the Craig thing. And I was trying to think about it, like, why does she have no problem with Spinner, but like everybody else does? And then I kind of remembered like how she reacted during the school shooting, like with Sean and like with everyone. And she was kind of just like, we need to move on. Like, we're not going to just keep sitting on this. Like, I feel like she kind of like pushed through it. And I think that's probably why she wasn't super against having the thing at the dot and like telling Spinner this stuff. I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I guess Ellie was never close to Spinner to begin with, even if they were kind of in the same friend circle. And it seemed like she was just casually telling everybody anyway. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, so given how like she never really had a falling out with Spinner because she was never close with him to begin with, it was just like, yeah, I'm just gonna talk about the whole situation because I don't know. The thing, The thing about the dot though is that even though everybody hates Spinner, they still go there, which is so funny to me. Yeah, it's still their go-to. Like, where else are they supposed to go? So I guess it's fine, whatever. But at the end of, like, episode two, so, like, after all that stuff, I just, like, love Craig and Ellie. It's such a letdown that they have Craig and Manny get together, in my opinion. Because, like, obviously, obviously, they're trying to make us root for Craig and Ellie, and it works, so. Right, right. Like, that's that's the thing. I've mentioned before how I really don't like Craig and Ellie, but at least in these beginning stages of their friendship, it's fine. Like, Ellie has a crush. Craig seems to like her back. And it seems like it's going to go well. But then it just keeps going where Ellie is just obsessed with him for the rest of her time on the show. And that's where I have a problem with it. But before we get to that, like like you said, they they are wanting us to root for Ellie and Craig to get together which is so strange as to why they just kind of hop into Craig and Manny reconnecting. Yep. It felt super unprompted. Like in case whoever's listening doesn't remember how Craig and Ellie get together, it's, or sorry, Craig and Manny get together is because Manny gets that video released of her flashing her boobs (laughs) and Peter releases it. And then Peter is like threatening her. And then Craig like comes out of nowhere and is like, leave her alone or I'll like beat the shit out of you. And then they reconnect and then they fall in love. So super unprompted, especially since that episode sounded like he was going to go on a date with Ellie. 
and then he invited Annie and then it just like went downhill so it just like was odd because it really did seem like Craig was kind of leaning towards Ellie and we never get like a real reason for why Craig is not into Ellie and I would have settled for she's Ashley's friend like I really would have been fine with that but they never full-on stated why. Yeah it's kind of like a bait and switch because they're having Craig and Ellie do all the flirting they're going and hanging out one-on-one Craig is giving Ellie like personal drum lessons so like they're definitely flirting and like in a flirtationship type of deal. Yes. And then the famous last words of no, no girls. What a freaking lie that lasted, <laughs> what, 10 seconds? Yeah. Yeah. So like they're doing all this buildup to Craig and Ellie. And then they do a bait and switch and say Craig only views Ellie as a friend, which just kind of seemed to come out of nowhere. Because all this, all the signals that they were giving us showed that Craig was really into Ellie, but apparently he wasn't. Yep. So it just didn't really make sense to me. Yeah, I don't, I don't really understand either. Like the Manny piece didn't make sense, especially since like, I could see it if they're like, okay, we want Manny to have like more plots and stuff, but she is like in all the episodes with Emma. So it's not like she's not getting anything. She's just kind of overlapping into like other storylines now. And it like actually happens throughout the entire season because she overlaps with Craig. And then once Craig leaves, she overlaps with Spinner. And while continuously being friends with Emma and having that drama with like Peter. Right. So it's kind of like she didn't need to be a part of this. I love Manny. So like I'm happy she was because like love some drama, but it just kind of like pushes the point of Ellie versus Manny and then Ellie versus Hazel and then Ellie versus Manny again and it's just like why can't Ellie be friends with girls (laughs) like it just I don't like it yeah like I didn't necessarily mind that Craig and Manny reconnected because Manny really needed like a support system at that point and Emma was only vaguely giving that to her (laughs) barely and so it, w- it was nice to see Craig defend Manny, especially given their history. Yeah. But in terms of them getting back together and like, again, the bait and switch that Craig is, has been in love with Manny this whole time, apparently, it just didn't really make sense. Especially because once Craig and Manny get together, they don't do anything. Yeah, they kind of just like coexist together. It's very similar to when Spinner and Manny dated. There was nothing to that. like. Manny kind of just existed as like a background character in scenes with Spinner and it kind of happens with like Manny and Craig like Manny will just kind of be there at band practices or like at lunch or whatever it's just super random but I don't love I don't know if I'm jumping the gun here but I don't love um they put Manny and Craig together and then like next episode Ellie and Jimmy happen and I'm like what is going on <laughs> like who am I like what who am I supposed to like here mm-hmm. it's just like the writers are just trying to see what fits I don't know maybe I could picture perhaps maybe the fandom at the time was really into Craig and Manny from season three and that like there was like kind of a fan demand for them to get together perhaps mm-hmm. okay so I could maybe see that being the reason that like people were really into Craig and Manny and wanted to see them again. But from a writing perspective, it just didn't work. Like they, it could have worked. Like they could have done a bit more effort to build them up to getting back together. 
But yeah. then if they were going to do that, they shouldn't have focused so much on Craig and Ellie. Yes, I agree 100%. Because especially with like Craig and Manny being together, they don't do anything as a couple after they get together. But then they like don't even have a conversation about going long distance when Craig leaves. Like it's just Craig kind of decides to leave and Manny is just okay with it for some reason. Well, they definitely, well, they stay together. We know that because when Ashley comes back, Ellie's like, oh, and Craig's dating Manny. And then they're both like, ew. And I'm like, shut up. Both of you, you suck. But I guess that must've been a conversation we just like missed. And which is like, kind of sucks too for Ellie because like Sean left while they were dating and now Craig's leaving when she likes him. Like not, not ideal. Yeah. So Craig and Manny, it just doesn't make sense for me in this season. But let's go into Ellie's perspective in this whole situation. Okay. Because we've already alluded to how she is just awful to Manny here. <laughs> and it really sucks because Ellie is so much better than this. Yeah, what I think is just like a common theme in Degrassi is that people look at Manny as a boyfriend stealer people look at Manny as the school slut which I hate saying but that's really what it is and Ellie plays into it and she's jealous and it's like you said it's not a good look for her when she throws a drumstick at the back of Manny's head for no reason it just also doesn't seem like that's who Ellie is as a person like I would never think she would overreact to the point of throwing something at someone right like even Ellie points it out when she's like yelling at Craig. She's like, I don't do this. Like, I don't wear this like pretty black dress. That's not me. And then Craig's like, well, I'm flattered, but I didn't ask you to do that. And Ellie's like, but you dumbass. <laughs> Which like, honestly though, that's that's true. Like Craig doesn't have to like her if he doesn't. Like that's just how it goes. And like, she needs to get it together. And I guess what I do like that they did for her was separate her from Craig for a lot of the season because then they focus on her and Jimmy and they kind of keep Craig and Manny together which I think was well besides like the van stuff but I think that was necessary because she needed to like get over that and being friends with Craig or as close as they were was not working for her well I don't she doesn't get over Craig though No, but I think it's better that she doesn't hang out with, like, Craig and Manny as often as, like, they could have. Like, I think Craig and Ellie kind of take their space through the season until, like, towards the end of it. I mean, I guess so, but Ellie is still very much close with Craig because in the episode where Craig leaves, Ellie is the one who's supporting him through it, not Manny. Yeah, that's the end of it. That's the end of, like, that's what I think about because there's episode five where Manny and Craig get together and then... Ellie and Craig don't really have anything until that episode again. So they kind of separate them. They do their own thing. And then they come back and act like they've been friends this whole time, which was odd because Ellie's leading Jimmy on for a little bit (laughs) this whole time. I don't think Craig did anything wrong though. Like I'll, I'll actually say that for this season. I think Craig kind of just like, did he lead her on in the beginning? Sure, but they were both single. Then he gets with Manny and he doesn't, I don't think he leads her on at all until like maybe the band episode where they get discovered and Ellie's being super supportive and he's kind of like leaving Manny to the side, but then like it ends and he goes away. Okay. I agree that he wasn't leading her on in that episode, but 
given that we find out that he never liked Ellie ever, the fact that he was leading her on through those episodes before he gets officially together with Manny, that's just really shitty of him. Like, again, it's, it's completely fine that he doesn't like her, but he is leading her on. And he knows that Ellie likes him because Marco is trying to set them up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. And then he even, he tries, like he considers the idea, but then like gets with Manny because Manny comes into the picture at the same time. Cause him and Ellie were gonna go on that date together, but he just like in his head, he, he knew that he wasn't feeling it because he even like kind of admitted it to like Joey. He's like, she's just a friend. That's a girl, like nothing more to it. And I like, was he leading her on? I guess it's like kind of a tough call to have like friends that are boys and girls and then because like what was he doing to lead her on well there was like he was hugging her several times just like I don't know like Like, I think he like now that I think about it I think he was just being a friend and she just happened to like him well but the thing is he knew that she liked him and he did nothing to stop it but he didn't find out, like, she didn't tell him until he brought Manny to the wedding. And then after that, he got with Manny, and that was the end of that. Well, but throughout that whole episode, Marco was like, ooh, what about Ellie Craig? I Seems like you've been spending lots of time together, and it seems she likes you. So, like, Marco is really trying to get Ellie with Craig because he knows that Ellie likes him. So yeah. Craig definitely knows that Ellie likes him. And he isn't really doing anything to stop it, which I will fault him for. Like, again, it's fine that he doesn't like her. And even Ellie doesn't even really feel entitled to his feelings. She's just upset that he doesn't like her. Yeah. Craig is just not, I'd say he isn't being a good friend to Ellie in this episode. Okay, that I can get behind. I can definitely agree that he's not being a good friend. That's for sure. I can understand like a little bit if like, yeah, sometimes you hear like, if someone comes to you, are like, oh, so-and-so likes you, like, and if you don't like them, I would never go out of my way to be like, I don't like you. I heard that you liked me. How embarrassing would that be? Like if Craig approached Ellie and was like, Marco told me you liked me and I don't like you. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, yeah, you need to approach the subject sensitively, but being a good friend, you don't want to accidentally lead your friend on when you know they like you like even think about Holly J and Fiona later on when Holly J knows that Fiona likes her and Holly J does an awful job letting her down easy and then it kind of creates a little conflict between the two before Holly J apologizes yeah well in that case Fiona like knew Holly J was straight so I feel like that was kind of a weird situation but Craig does technically set up that date with the intention of exploring their relationship, but then invites Manny because then he realizes he likes Manny. So like that was kind of shitty, but also eventually it does come out that he doesn't like her. And then that's, that's the end of their saga for two episodes. Yeah. But from Ellie's perspective, it's just Craig is giving me the signs that he likes me, but now he's kind of being hot and cold now with bringing Manny along. So I don't know what he's thinking. So I just feel for Ellie in this situation, even though she is being awful to Manny for no reason. Yes. Yeah. I wish that more people blamed Cry for his actions, but they don't. Well, even Manny said that in season three. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh. Okay. But yeah, let's move on to just 
the little bit with Craig leaving. Okay. Because, like, that episode is just so strange to me. Because I feel like Degrassi would never say dropping out of school to pursue a music career is the thing you should do. (laughs) I think in this case, they don't really care because they already let Ashley go to London for a year to do what? Nothing. And (laughs) at least that's been a consistent plot for him is that he's been really into music. So this wasn't like a super big surprise because the band has always meant a lot to him. And like the whole season is building up the band. Like we need to do more gigs. We need to do more weddings. Nobody else is as into it as he is. So then when the opportunity comes up, I think that it made sense. I didn't mind it. It just kind of sinks to lose Craig because I do like, I know you don't like Craig, but I like Craig (laughs) as a character because he's always entertaining to me. But him giving up a full ride for college is a little interesting. Also, how did he get a full ride? Because it wasn't the whole thing and then he just failed history. Like, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was that was weird to me. It was, it was just like, yeah, the music thing made sense. But the fact that, like, he dropped out of school and that Joey let him do this just seemed odd to me. That, like, they were kind of promoting that this is the, the correct decision for Craig when I don't think that's true. I mean, Joey kind of lets Craig do whatever he wants anyway, so I'm not shocked. I guess I wish he did put up a little bit more of a fight about it because of the whole, like, Craig saying he went to London but then didn't actually go to London thing. Right. But also, we see that Craig is completely fine the whole season. He doesn't have any, like, mental breaks or anything. Like, he's totally fine. Joey's kind of phased out of the season anyway so it kind of made sense for Craig to go I don't know I don't mind it just because like Craig is going to be successful so let him do it Taylor Swift drop out of high school to do this I don't know (laughs) (laughs) but it, it just seems odd given like Degrassi's whole like whatever it takes I know I can make it through that they would like support a character dropping out you know yeah well do they consider dropping out or do they think that he's just putting it on hold well as far as we know Craig never goes back to school so okay I mean it's like a tough call I guess in reality like if an opportunity like that comes along take it you can always go back to school later I think that's kind of a realistic thing because like he would give up this opportunity to like finish high school and then never pursue music again. Like that's not who Craig is. Craig is spontaneous and makes stupid decisions really quickly. Like it's very fitting for him to just go off to Vancouver to do this. (laughs) Well, at the same time, I don't know if you got this vibe, but the vibe that I was getting from the manager guy was that he was like fake, you know? Like when he approached them and was like, oh, I want to sign you and be your manager. It seemed like it was a scam just from like the how he was framed and like kind of his character archetype being so nasty to everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't get that vibe though. Okay. Like in, in that first scene where he approaches Craig, it seems like it's going to be a scam. It's like, oh, this random guy at this club is like important enough to sign me as a band. Well, the whole point of the, they were performing in this thing because like you would get a record deal at the end. So there were going to be people like that at the 
performance at like the it was like not audition but the competition or whatever yeah I guess that's true the reason he came off so skeezy was because he wasn't interested in anybody else but Craig yeah and that was the whole issue is that he was just rude to Ellie the whole time like Marco I mean Ellie kind of goes through it Marco's not super great either and Jimmy doesn't care anymore because he's into art so it kind of fell into place where it made sense for Craig to go off with this guy but I do kind of wish Joey was more involved in like meeting this guy and like making the decision a little bit as like a dad. Right. But I think, yeah, I only see it as he was kind of skeezy because he was only interested in Craig. Yeah, I guess so. It's just, it's just odd to me because I guess this is kind of the start of randomly making some of the characters famous. Yeah. Like, you have Craig do it, and then Manny becomes sort of famous also, but at least Manny works for it for a long time, so it feels more earned. And then Mia, too, later on. Yeah, I think this was kind of the age of American Idol and, like, trying out for things, and, like, anybody can do it if you, like, put your mind to it kind of thing. But we did say, I think, in a past podcast that Degrassi's really big on bands and music and, like, quote-unquote like people want to make it big and whatever so I think it does die down in like future seasons with that because they keep losing all their characters because they keep becoming famous uh-huh. <laughs> like Paige Paige wasn't famous but she like gets involved and moves to Hollywood and like that was not her at all so that's kind of random but that's like a whole different thing yeah it's just but- it's just odd to me how Craig is like gone but he keeps coming back like not infrequently like he comes back at least once a season like from when he leaves like he comes back end of season five he has the whole cocaine thing in season six he pops in season seven and then into grassy goes hollywood so then what was his actor was this when his actor was like going on broadway i don't know i don't know the timeline but yeah it was just strange that he was like gone but he he kept coming back yeah, I mean, I don't. I didn't really mind because if they really wanted to get rid of him, then they would have just had him and Manny break up because he came back for Manny this time, even though it was like the quote unquote graduation. But like he didn't even like, he didn't even like say hi or like do anything or say congrats to Ellie. Like he just stood by Manny's side. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anything else for Craig? Not really. You hate Craig so much. You're like, I'm done. I don't hate him. like I I appreciate what he brings to the show I just would really dislike him if he were real (laughs) I know (laughs) that's fair (laughs) all right let's go into Jimmy then okay so for a summary for Jimmy so the first thing he does in season five is that he is kind of the assistant coach for the basketball team and there's this new kid Derek who is kind of being an ass about it. He's like, oh, why is a cripple coaching me how to play basketball when he can't even play basketball himself? And so Jimmy ends up proving him wrong when he beats him in like a shootout type match thing. And then Derek is like, you need to teach me how to do that. And then Jimmy stands up for himself and such and is like, yeah, I'm in a wheelchair, but I'm better than you and you can learn things from me. So you need to respect me. So that was pretty cool. And then after that, Jimmy is trying out for kind of a paraplegic, I think is the term, uh, basketball team, what kind of a basketball team for disabled people. 
and his dad is really pushing him to kind of try out for this team. But Jimmy is kind of realizing that he's feeling a lot of pressure, especially from his dad, to make the team and like kind of go back to the old Jimmy because the old Jimmy was super into basketball. So getting onto this team would kind of prove that he is back to his old self. But it turns out that Jimmy has been more into art lately and Ellie is encouraging him to kind of pursue this new passion for art by taking him to an art gallery. And so Jimmy kind of realizes that he wants to do art over basketball. And especially he's kind of mad at his dad for kind of pushing this basketball thing so hard since really his dad is really only doing it to, again, get him back to the old Jimmy. So Jimmy kind of has a bit of a tiff with his dad where he has the whole classic, it's not my dream, dad, it's yours. <laughs> and he kind of quits basketball from that point. And so after that, it's the one year anniversary of the school shooting and Degrassi decides to paint a mural for the school to kind of commemorate how the school got through it. And so Hazel kind of realizes that Jimmy and Ellie are very close with this whole art thing. And so she kind of tries to hop in with it and tries to connect with Jimmy since she has been kind of less connected with him lately. Like she even pointed this out in the basketball episode how Ellie was helping him through that whole situation rather than Hazel was. And so Hazel realizes that Jimmy likes Ellie when she sees that Jimmy drew kind of a caricature of Ellie on the mural. And so Hazel breaks up with him. And Jimmy and Hazel are done after being together for so long. And so fast forward to the end of the season, and Jimmy finds out that he's not going to be able to graduate because given how he was out of school for a while for physiotherapy, that he missed a couple credits and is not going to be able to graduate with the rest of his class. And he's going to be back at Degrassi next year. And at the same time, Ashley comes back from London and finds out from Ellie that she has a crush. And given how Ellie and Jimmy are really close, Ashley assumes that Ellie likes Jimmy. But it turns out that Ellie is still hung up on Craig rather than having a crush on Jimmy. And so Jimmy asks Ellie out and Ellie says, oh, sorry, I don't like you like that. And so Jimmy is very upset about it. And uh, Ashley comforts him and kisses him and they get together. Reconnecting, <laughs> reconnecting their eighth grade romance. <laughs> and then the season for Jimmy ends where he is talking to Spinner because this whole season, Jimmy has been, again, icing Spinner out after the whole uh, big scene last season where he says that Spinner is dead to him. And so Jimmy kind of forgives Spinner. He says that I'm tired of being mad at you all the time and such. And so Jimmy and Spinner make up and become friends again. Okay. Let's start with Derek, this little asshole. <laughs> I can't stand him. Like, I get it. They're making him the stupid, naive, like, freshman who challenges Jimmy. But I just can't see anybody being this cool to somebody in a wheelchair. That, But I don't know. That's just, that's just me. I just feel like it's a little unrealistic. That he's that mean about it? I would like to think, but, uh, you know... 
I get the whole lesson is for Jimmy to like be not like teach he shouldn't have to teach someone and like show off and be like now you shouldn't call me a cripple because I'm better at basketball than you I don't love that whole thing but do you think this is the start of Jimmy realizing that he kind of doesn't want to do basketball anymore well that was interesting to me because the whole episode with Derek showed that he's very much into basketball still right that's why I was kind of confused I was like at the end was he supposed to be like never mind I don't know so yeah Derek's kind of a dick Jimmy feels inspired again (laughs) and then changes his mind (laughs) well so first with respect to Derek I thought that him kind of standing up to Derek showed that he has kind of more accepted being in a wheelchair when last season we were talking about how he has accepted that it's a fact that he's in a wheelchair but he hasn't accepted it as being a part of him but now it seems like he has kind of accepted that yes I'm in the wheelchair and I'm going to make the best of it you know I think my whole issue with the plot is why does Jimmy have to prove himself to get respect yeah absolutely that's kind of just how I felt about it at the end especially since he doesn't even stay with basketball I I liked it to show how just to show how he's more confident in himself now rather than putting himself down, which we do see him grapple with throughout the season, how like when Ellie rejects him, he kind of puts himself down for being in a wheelchair again. Yeah. So it's definitely still like a daily struggle for him, but it is good to see him gradually develop and realize that he's not less of a person because he's disabled now. Okay, I agree. I think that is a good takeaway from that whole thing. But with respect to the basketball thing with the flip-flop, I thought it did make sense because I was thinking about this last night about how basketball used to be just like a fun hobby for him, right? But with this whole like fancy wheelchair basketball team that his dad is pushing on him, basketball becomes more than just a fun thing at that point. Mm -hmm. Like it, it kind of symbolically becomes... I'm forcing myself to become the old Jimmy when that's not me anymore. Like, it's not just a fun thing for him anymore when in the Derek episode, it was still fun because, I mean, of course, Derek was being a dick, but the act of playing basketball was still fun for him at that point. But with the added pressure of basketball being symbolically returning to the old Jimmy when he doesn't feel like that anymore, that's kind of what disconnected him from it. Do you also think that him playing in a league where other people are in wheelchairs was just kind of like a consistent reminder that he won't ever be like the same person again? Yes, but Jimmy is kind of aware of that. Like he even points that out too. When his dad, he has an argument with his dad with like his dad is saying, oh, you'll get better one day. And Jimmy's like, stop lying to yourself. You know, so Jimmy kind of accepts that. Because I wonder if like that's why he doesn't yeah doesn't have an issue with coaching because coaching he's not surrounded by other people who are in wheelchairs like he is kind of the leader in that situation and it's much more different than actually playing so I can see I think I understand now like the coaching part of him he enjoyed because it still is the fun part like it's still he gets to play kind of but he gets to like joke around but then when he's actually playing now with other people that's when he's like I don't really like this anymore 
which is fair. You can change your mind about things. It's just his dad is, who has amazing cheekbones, is kind of an asshole. Well, I think it would, would be good for Jimmy if you found a community of other wheelchair users, though. Yes, because we see later on when he ends up dating, I don't remember her name, but the girl who has dreadlocks and is white. Um, but she also uses crutches. Like, there's just that connection that they have that makes sense because they both have a similar experience. But I feel like Jimmy's just not there yet. Like, he's just not really ready to find that community or be a part of, like, a support group. He just kind of wants to live his life. I could see that. So, yeah, I guess it's kind of twofold then that he doesn't want to accept the wheelchair part of himself and that he also realizes that he's not the same person. So he's kind of in between the old Jimmy and the new Jimmy. Yeah, and I think this is a good season for him for growth in that sense. But it just stinks that Hazel has to take the brunt of it because she, in a way, is part of the old Jimmy life. And like now he kind of leaves her behind and takes on new Jimmy life. And that includes Ellie. Yeah, like I felt so bad for Hazel in this whole situation because I think in the basketball episode, Hazel even points out like, why are you going to Ellie with these problems that you're having rather than me? And that's completely fair. Absolutely. I think that the way that Hazel is being treated and the way that Hazel acts is spot on. I don't think she takes anything too far. I think she is completely real with her expectations for the relationship. And I think she handles it so well. And I have forgiven her for being racist in season one. And I want her to have more plots. And it's killing me that they're like ending her one thing. Yeah, because this is Hazel's last season too. She's the one character who doesn't go on to the college plots. Oh, and what a way to go. Not a great ending for her. No, she does have a cute little plot with Paige later on that we'll talk about, I think, in our next episode. Okay. But I just feel so bad for her because Hazel, we've seen her be so supportive of Jimmy last season and this season. Yeah. So. And Hazel isn't even pushing Jimmy to be a different person. She's just like, hey, like, why didn't you go to the basketball tryouts? Like, I thought this meant a lot to you. And it wasn't like she was saying, oh, you're changing or, oh, you are like a new person or like you should do basketball because you love it. She was just genuinely like, hey, like, if you like art, let me know. Like, I'll support it. Like, she's not trying to hold him back or anything. Yeah, she's just like, I love you and care about you. So I want you to share with me these conflicts that you're having inside of yourself so that we could talk through them. But Jimmy just, doesn't do that I guess (laughs) I don't know no because he gets caught up in the Ellie thing which like you can see is going to end up breaking them up immediately like immediately when him and Ellie start hanging out you're like crap (laughs) like that's how this is gonna go and like they have the cute art scene but it's so interesting to watch like with Craig and Ellie Craig is leading Ellie on and like you can tell Ellie has feelings for Craig but like you can tell that Craig does not like Ellie where here you can tell that Jimmy likes Ellie and you can very obviously tell that Ellie does not like Jimmy. So it's kind of just like a weird flip-flop for Ellie. Well, I feel like in both cases you just mentioned, I wasn't certain that Craig didn't like Ellie and I wasn't certain that Ellie didn't like Jimmy. Oh, I knew like Ellie was not going to like Jimmy because she was so in love with Craig. Like I knew it wasn't going to change. 
and Jimmy, you can tell obviously was into her because he starts like being weird about Hazel and Ellie. Like he'll like literally be like, anyway, Hazel, I'm talking to Ellie, like leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess this is going back to Ellie, but I was just disappointed how Ellie was still so hung up on Craig even after he left and after he's been with Manny the whole season. Like the scene with the basketball and the and Ellie and Jimmy like just becoming friends was the episode after Craig and Manny got together. So it wasn't even that long after. Like obviously, like Ellie was still into Craig, but it is it is way longer lasting than I expected. I yeah, agree. But with that. but by the time that Jimmy asks Ellie out, Craig has been gone for like half the year at that point, and Ellie is still hung up on him. Yeah, what can you do? Craig is Craig. Yeah, so I was I was just disappointed that Ellie was still into Craig at that point, just because Craig was gone and Craig was taken. So mm-hmm. like, again, it, it's similar with Craig not liking Ellie. It's fine that Ellie doesn't like Jimmy. Like, yeah. I, I would have loved for Ellie and Jimmy to get together. I thought that would have been an amazing couple to explore. Mm-hmm. But I was just so disappointed that Ellie was still hung up on Craig. Yeah, I mean, at the end, when it ended up with Jimmy and Ashley together, they obviously had something planned that I did not see coming. (laughs) But episode six is when Ellie and Jimmy become better friends. And then episode 10 is the road trip thing. So Jimmy is leading Hazel on for this many episodes. When do they even break up? Episode... In that episode. In that episode. So I don't know. It's that's where the same thing. Craig should have been honest with Ellie, and like Ellie knew Jimmy liked her, right? Like, it was pretty obvious. The fact that him and Hazel broke up over her, like, and you're telling me that she didn't notice that. So she also should have addressed it and been like, never mind if we're going to hold Craig to that standard. You see, I don't think Jimmy was as obvious as Ellie was being. He got dumped because he's in love with Ellie. I don't, Ellie didn't know that though. You, no, we can't play that. <laughs> don't pick, don't pick sides here. You know I'm right. <laughs> okay, the, the thing is, is that Ellie and Jimmy became friends because Ellie joined the band and then they got closer with this art thing while Jimmy was dating Hazel. They also got close because she couldn't hang out with Craig anymore because Craig was dating Manny. Sure. But the fact that Jimmy was taken when they became closer friends, I feel like creates a different dynamic than Craig and Ellie did when they were both single when they became close friends. But Ellie liked Craig when Craig was dating Ashley. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> well, but... <laughs> you just hate Craig. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be as objective as I can. Okay. Because Ellie and Craig became closer as soon as Craig and Ashley broke up, right? Well, technically, you said that they didn't break up. Well, yes. Well, no, in that first episode, they break up. Yeah, but over the summer, you think Craig and Ashley were together? Yes. Different (laughs) dynamic. (laughs) I'm just, like, lawyering at you right now. (laughs) Your honor, Jasper is wrong. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I think that Ellie knew Jimmy liked her. And I think that Ellie should have approached the situation in a different way because she 
in a way was leading him on too by being like well we were going to spend the whole summer together doing art things like you're really going to go on a road trip with your girlfriend yes leave him alone like let him hang out with his girlfriend uh I I see what you're saying I just she should have went back to Marco and hung out with him more yeah I just don't like what they're doing for her it was not a good look for her in that situation either because she wasn't kind to Hazel like when they were doing the mural and she's like "Mm, you wouldn't understand this is complicated about like what was it like uh, photoshop (laughs) yeah absolutely ellie was kind of judging hazel for not being into art which like neither am i sis who cares (laughs) (laughs) yeah like you do you but don't be rude about it that's why i didn't love what ellie was doing because it was like she was kind of taking jimmy into her own but then didn't like him but then also didn't want him to hang out with his girlfriend but then when he broke up with his girlfriend, she didn't like him any. Like, I was just, it was a lot. It was a lot that was inconsistent, I think. What do you mean was inconsistent? Like, I don't know if Ellie was, like, in it for the attention or she just didn't really have a friend because Craig left or, like, she couldn't be friends with Craig as a manny. Like, I don't like what they were doing with Ellie is pretty much what I'm saying. Well, the way that I see Ellie and Jimmy's relationship is that Ellie was just supporting him when he was kind of, in between basketball and art because she was really encouraging his passion for art because he didn't want to accept for himself that he didn't like basketball anymore. So Ellie was kind of pushing him towards that and being a good friend. But do you think she was being a good friend because she was kind of like encouraging him to like not go to practice and basketball isn't important like like oh this art thing is only this last weekend like yes you can't go and then it's like oh you can't do the road trip had nothing to do with basketball and she was still annoying about it yeah she just seemed like somebody who wanted the attention of Jimmy and like wanted the friendship but then when the feelings part came out she was like never mind I don't want to be friends anymore it was kind of like a convenient friendship for her Mm, I don't think but the good thing that came out of it was that Jimmy really grew as a character so she allowed that to happen but I don't like how Ellie acted as a friend to Jimmy Uh, I, I just don't think Ellie was leading Jimmy on as much as you're kind of making it out to be I don't really I, I I do agree she was a bit nasty towards Hazel for sure Mm -hmm. but in terms of leading Jimmy's feelings on I don't really feel she was doing that as purposefully or as even accidentally as Craig was to her Mm, okay I'm gonna have to disagree (laughs) okay (laughs) that's fine (laughs) okay but in the end I mean Jimmy ends up breaking up with Hazel, ends up confessing his love to Ellie, Ellie shuts him down anyway, and then he ends up with Ashley, because my life's a joke, and watching that, I was like, I'm gonna stab myself in the eye. (laughs) I was so sad when Ashley came back. (laughs) Really? Like, I didn't mind it. She brings nothing good with her. (laughs) You see, I, I do think it was kind of random how Ashley is trying to set Jimmy and Ellie up, and then as soon as Ellie rejects him, she kisses him that was definitely weird as fuck but so chaotic for no reason 
But I did like how, again, I mentioned how earlier, how Jimmy is kind of more confident in being in a wheelchair and he is kind of having ups and downs with kind of accepting that. And then when Ellie rejects him, he internalizes all that and is shitting on himself saying like, girls will never like a guy in a wheelchair. Okay, for one thing, Hazel dated you for a whole year after <laughs> you got in the wheelchair. So stop shitting on Hazel and everything she put into your relationship. Two, it did make sense. And it, it was nice that Ashley like at least comforted him, even in, if though it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just like, I don't know. Jimmy just like grew so much. And then it just took a back step with Ashley because I think it's also because I know how this goes next season. Mm-hmm. And we know it's just nothing but bad. Yeah. Just tell like, me lies. <laughs> that's that's the fucking Ashley song. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay. Anything else for Jimmy? I did want to talk about him forgiving Spinner. Oh, yeah. That was what a throwback for him being like you're dead to me when he literally said that like back in what season four yeah and then we had that whole conversation about him and with that now my view has totally changed like he definitely meant it (laughs) yeah he definitely followed through with that but at the same time there are a couple instances where jimmy kind of goes out of his way to antagonize spinner like when spinner is on a date with darcy he's like watch out for this one he gets people shot and then like when he does the dunk tank thing (laughs) that was such a rude thing to do he's just doing it for no reason like he should not have interrupted spinner and darcy's date that was kind of a lot yeah so for the most part jimmy does follow through with like spinner being dead to him but at the same time he does kind of take fun and being mean to spinner a little bit i think that it was kind of nice to end the season with him forgiving him though. Cause I didn't think it would happen this season. I thought it was next season. It, it is a little strange because we'll talk about this more with Spinner, but it did, doesn't really feel like to me that Spinner super made up for anything. Spinner definitely grows as a person, but I'm not sure he really did anything actionable to make up for the shooting. Really? I think, well, okay, if we're not going to talk about Spinner yet, then I don't want to get into the whole friendship club and like whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, so we can put it off for a little bit, but it was just a little odd to me how Jimmy just kind of decided to forgive Spinner when Spinner didn't really do anything for Jimmy, you know? I think in this case, what Spinner did was what Jimmy wanted him to do, and it was to leave him alone. And I think that was the best thing Spinner could do because as we see kind of throughout it, like he'll try to talk to Jimmy. Jimmy will be like, you're dead to me. And then like Spinner kind of goes on and gives him space. And he's like, he'll never want to be my friend. Like, I'm not going to try. He does little things like letting them host at the dot for the little party. And he kind of like reaches out and stands up for Marco, but he knows that he can't approach Jimmy about this anymore. Like Jimmy doesn't want anything to do with him. And I think Spinner respecting that is what kind of leads to Jimmy feeling comfortable enough to be like approaching him at the graduation. Okay, I could see that. 
I will say I was a little mad when Jimmy forgiving Spinner starts with Jimmy apologizing to Spinner for being mean to him the whole year. What do you mean? Jimmy and Spinner are talking at the graduation and then Jimmy's like, dude, I'm sorry for being so mean to you. And that's I... how they make up. Why, so what is your issue with that? Why don't you like well, that? Why does, why does Jimmy have to apologize to Spinner? I think it's because Spinner has apologized enough at this point and has done everything that he could do to fix their friendship. And it kind of came down to if Jimmy wants their friendship to keep going, he now needs to step up and be like, hey, it wasn't cool of me to exile you from our entire friend group, not acknowledge you. You know, like, obviously he's allowed to be mad about everything, but he did kind of treat him, especially with the dunk tank scene. Like it was a little much and like, obviously Jimmy's angry and that's fine. But I can see why Jimmy felt he needed to apologize to Spinner about it. Okay. I just want to point out the dunk tank thing. That was not a big deal. He got dunk tanked like what, five times and he signed up to be in the dunk tank. I don't think it was that big of a deal that he got dunk tanked by Jimmy a couple times. Well, he got dunk tanked by him five times and then Jimmy signed up for another 10. And that's when they were like, all right, this is a kind of excessive. Yeah, on Jimmy's part. But for Spinner, it's just, he's just getting a little wet. Who cares? Well, it was the whole, it was supposed to lead into the whole thing, Jasper. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I know you might not think it's a big deal, but that's, it was supposed to represent that, like, Jimmy, you know, he's done hating Spinner after this. Yes, yes, yes. I, I agree. <laughs> because especially, like, Jimmy was told he was being held back and then he got rejected by Ellie. So he was having a bad day. And he was like, well, I just need to get rid of all this negative energy. So he's like, I'm just going to stop holding so much negative energy against Spinner because he has made up for it in one way or another. And also Jimmy's not going to have any friends next year. So he needs to like make friends and he knows Spinner's going to be around. So. <laughs> I guess, I guess that's slightly true, but that's not a good reason to be friends with someone. <laughs> Because he's the only person around. Well, no, I know. I was just thinking about it. But also him and him and Spinner have been friends since seventh grade or eighth grade at this point. Mm -hmm. So it kind of makes sense that eventually things were going to have to be fixed in order to move on from the school shooting. Mm -hmm. Okay, now we go into Spinner? Yeah, let's go into Spinner formally. <laughs> All right. I think, what are we, an hour in maybe? I don't know. We'll <laughs> <laughs> let's keep going okay so spinner of course as we were just saying spinner starts off the season with being iced out by everybody he's still working at the dot and he is in 10th grade english i believe being a at least senior age and so spinner connects with darcy in miss kwan's english class and then he starts splitting with her and then he ends up confiding in her about his role in the shooting and so Darcy invites him to Friendship Club, which is Jesus Club, basically. And Spinner at first is a little weirded out by it, but Darcy kind of convinces him that it could be a good place for him. And so Spinner joins Friendship Club and him and Darcy begin dating. And so 
the next time we see them is that Friendship Club is going on a retreat for the weekend and Darcy invites Spinner along. But then Spinner gets mad when he finds out that Darcy told uh, someone in Friendship Club about Spinner's role in the shooting. And then that person told Linus, who is the asshole of Friendship Club. And so Linus kind of calls Spinner out in front of the whole group for like, oh, don't you want forgiveness, Spinner? Like maybe from your friend, Jimmy. And so Spinner gets pissed at Darcy about that. And so he calls Jay to come pick him up. But then Jay, of course, decides to go flirt with some Christian girls. And at the same time, Jay finds out that Spinner and Darcy are not having sex. And so he tries to manipulate Darcy into having sex with Spinner. And so when Spinner finds out about this from Darcy, Spinner goes off on Jay and they get into a fight and Spinner and Jay break up, (laughs) basically. (laughs) And so Spinner and Jay break up and then Spinner and Darcy kind of continue their relationship. And then from there, the whole dunk tank thing happens (laughs) and Spinner ends up reconnecting with Marco because... Marco points out how everybody is kind of busy doing their own thing and he doesn't have much to do because Paige and Alex are dating, Ellie and Jimmy are doing artsy stuff and Craig left. And so Marco's all alone. And so Spinner and Marco go to see a movie and then Marco kind of forgives Spinner for everything, at least somewhat. But then that same week, Marco is holding a safer sex seminar where they are going to be giving out free condoms. And Friendship Club, led by Linus, thinks this is the worst idea that has ever happened. If you give condoms out, kids are going to go have sex in the hallways. And so Linus kind of ropes Spinner into a protest of the safe sex seminar, where they first try to get Miss Hatsalakos to cancel it, and then they have an actual, like, billboard protest type thing. And then Marco is pissed, Of course, it's like, Spinner, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I thought we were friends. Why are you shitting on my safer sex thing? And then Spinner's like, it's not right. Because he has been brainwashed by Linus. But then when Linus is homophobic towards Marco, Spinner realizes that he is in some deep shit and he needs to be better. And so he tells Linus off and then he apologizes to Marco and Marco forgives him. And they have a bit of a rocky restart to their friendship, but they do reconnect at least because Marco becomes the person who Spinner confides in when Darcy is kind of judging Spinner for not being a virgin at the end of the season. And so Darcy finds out that Spinner lost his virginity to Manny. And so she is very insecure and judgy about it. And so Spinner decides to go through a re-virginization ceremony for her, (laughs) which I don't even know if that's a real thing, but apparently it is. But then Darcy finds out that he also slept with a couple other girls in addition to Manny after he got re-virginized. And so she gets even more pissed (laughs) that he lied to her because Spinner did lie about being a virgin to her. So that's very fair on Darcy's part that he lied. Although Darcy was also slut-shaming Manny, as everyone in the show does, because why can Manny not ever catch a break? But anyway, so Darcy gets pissed at Spinner for sleeping with other women, and so Spinner ends up confiding in Paige, 
who just broke up with Alex that same night. And so Paige and Spinner make out. <laughs> Until the next day, Spinner is confused as to what's going to happen because Darcy just decides to forgive him. But then he goes to tell Paige that like, hey, th that was just a one-time kiss thing. But then they end up reminiscing about all their good high school times when they were dating because it's right before graduation, very nostalgic. Paige is going through all her old yearbooks. And so Paige and Spinner have sex after Darcy has forgiven Spinner. So this is technically cheating on Spinner's part. And so Spinner is even more confused now because he thinks Paige wants to get back together, which it turns out she does not. But then Darcy finds out that he slept with Paige. And so Darcy breaks up with him right before she is going to Bible camp for the summer. And so Spinner tries to apologize to Darcy and has the really cute scene that like, if she looks back, I'll be okay. And what does she do? She looks back and then Jimmy forgives Spinner and the season ends. Everyone graduates besides Jimmy and Spinner. Darcy shouldn't have looked back, but whatever. Ooh, um, hot take. <laughs> he slept with Paige. <laughs> Are we going to pretend like that whole abstinence crap didn't happen? Okay. Are we just going to pre pretend like Darcy is okay with whatever? All right. Anyway, let's we'll get start. To it. We'll get to it. <laughs> All right. Where do we want to start? Smear's got a lot. The first thing I wanted to mention was when he first tells Darcy about his role in the shooting. Spinner really talks about it in a way that kind of absolves himself of being culpable in it. Like when he's talking to Darcy about it, he's like, oh, I got wrapped up into something. We played a prank and he took it way too far. And so I just wanted to point that out because we talked about this in our either part one or part two of our school shooting saga about how Spinner is guilty about what Rick did to Jimmy, but he doesn't feel guilty about what he did to Rick. And so I feel like the way that Spinner talks about it when he's talking about it to Darcy, it kind of emphasizes that point about he is, he's, he's saying like, oh, I was just wrapped into this. It wasn't my fault when he really was at fault for the whole situation. So that was just really interesting to me that even after like several months of being exiled at this point and like the fact that he was expelled, he still isn't really taking responsibility for his role in anything but getting Jimmy shot. So I totally agree, but I also want to know, do you think that he lied because that's a lot to tell someone after just meeting them? <laughs> like. I don't know if you want to casually drop, by the way. I played a pretty big part in Jimmy getting shot and also Rick killing himself. Or not killing himself, sorry, Rick dying. Like, I personally don't think that's something I would drop in English class on the first day of meeting someone that I think is cute. Well, that's what he tells her. Spinner and Darcy are talking in the hallway and Jimmy comes up and, like, tells Spinner off or something. And so that's when Spinner tells Darcy and he tells her that he got Jimmy shot so like I don't know what you, what you mean that he didn't tell her everything when he did I'm I think I'm thinking about when he sat next to her in English class maybe yeah yeah that's when that's when he lies to her and says he got expelled because like he says his dog got cancer or something 
Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I wrote down that he lied and I thought that's where he lied. He did not. Okay. You're yeah. totally right. Yeah. Their, their first conversation, he lies to her. But then when Jimmy kind of tells Spinner off, Spinner tells Darcy the full truth. He just tells it in a way, kind of absolves him of being culpable in the situation. Yes. Okay. And then by the end, obviously, that he does experience some growth in that department. Did he though? I'm, I'm kind of both ways on this in that Spinner, like, of course, he's guilty 100% about getting Jimmy shot. But I don't think he ever grows to accept that, that his bullying of Rick was not okay. I don't think he ever acknowledges that. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm both ways about it because at this point, we're well past the shooting. So yeah. you don't really want to keep bringing it back. And also you don't want to make it seem like the school shooter was a victim. Yeah, so I can see so, why they kind of leave that out. That makes sense. Yeah, so it's just kind of something that we have to accept in that we don't want to say that Spinner bullying Rick was worse than Rick shooting Jimmy. Okay. So it's kind of something that we just have to let go. I think it's definitely a very nuanced conversation because you don't want to send the message that what Spinner did was worse. Yes, no, I, I totally agree. And Degrassi's like, I think that's just how his character is written at this point. Like, I don't think it's gonna change. I think like more of him feeling guilty about the Jimmy thing and like him trying to get forgiveness throughout the season. I feel like it kind of grows in that way, but I don't think he really ever is like, the bullying is my fault. Yeah, so when thinking about Spinner's redemption arc as we like kind of go into this analysis, it's really just from the perspective of does he redeem himself from getting Jimmy shot? We kind of have to accept that it's never really acknowledged that he had a role in Rick bringing the gun to the school in the first place. Yes. So that's kind of our starting point for this conversation, I suppose. Which, which like kind of makes sense though, too, because now like Jimmy's still alive. What would it do if Spinner recognized that it's his fault that Rick brought a gun? nothing would come yeah so okay that makes sense although also now that I'm thinking about it there is a scene I think it's right before his date with Darcy at the dot when he's talking to Jay and Spinner's talking to Jay about the shooting and Spinner's like do you ever think about it and Jay's like no we did the world a favor yeah do you remember that scene yeah yes I'd say that's the only scene where they address what they did to Rick which kind of shows the difference between between Jay and Spinner, at least. Because Jay is like, yeah, fuck him. Like, it's good that he's dead. But you can tell that Spinner feels at least a little bad. So I guess that, that's really the only scene that I just remembered about where it's somewhat addressed, but it's not fully addressed. But again, we kind of have to just leave it to the side. Yeah. Whatever, Degrassi and their school shootings. But with all this, it kind of leads Spinner into joining Friendship Club. Yes. So let's just talk about Darcy and his relationship with Darcy altogether. <laughs> okay. So honestly, now my biggest fear is like being invited to go to a club and then we sit down and they all start praying. <laughs> I think I would be like, I gotta go. <laughs> like That's a lot for me. Well, it's also funny that Degrassi has done this twice because they did it here with Spinner and Darcy and then Becky does it later with Jenna <laughs> well 
I guess when they're like, what else are we going to do to help this character get over their things? Let's bring in some religion. <laughs> so random. I think Darcy is a great supporting character for Spinner, especially because otherwise Spinner's only like person to bounce off of would be Jay. <laughs> yeah. So, so I really love how they brought Darcy in to really connect with Spinner. And I really like how they kind of frame her as being Christian, but it's not like the most important part of who she is. I thought that was kind of corny a little bit when she was like, yeah, I like to read books and go to the movies and hang out and eat chips. I'm not just a Christian. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, no one's saying that you can't do any of those things. We all know we're thinking about the sex thing. <laughs> like that's, we all know that's what we're thinking about. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it's so funny. Yeah, it it, it was kind of cheesy, I guess. But she's like, I guess, yeah, I play laser tag. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> and <laughs> though I guess it is true that there is the stereotype that if like like you you have the people who are religious, but they like they just go to church once a week or they just go to church on Christmas. And then yeah. there's the people like Darcy who like it's a it's a big part of their lives. So I feel like the stereotype with people like Darcy is that it's like the most important thing to them, kind of like with Becky, for yeah. instance. Oh, like, that's true. Becky is kind of a lame Christian. Yeah. Sorry. That's not a nice way to say it, but like she's the one who should be like, I like doing things, but she doesn't. She loves being religious. Yeah. So like with Becky, she's like, oh yes, I'm going to inject Jesus into every single thing I say. Whereas Darcy... It's, a, it's still very important to her and she does it consistently, but it's not the only thing about her, you know? Yes, I, I thought it was a little corny, but I like, she's cute. Darcy's cute. I'll let it slide. Yes, for sure. And especially, like, it, it, it is cool how we see Darcy grapple with her faith a little bit in the season two. Like, of course, it's more prominence later on when she's a main character, but in the retreat episode, when Jay kind of manipulates Darcy. Jay's the worst. We we see Darcy kind of grappling with that part of her a little bit already, which is really interesting. Yeah, I, anytime like Jay shows up or Jay's like, I have an idea or like, I'm always like, crap, this is going to be not great. And of course, like Jay had to go out and ruin Spinner and Darcy's relationship. But I think Spinner... Spinner just loves Darcy and that's what's kind of cute about all this because like I love the scene where after Darcy talks to Jay about like hooking up and he's like well man he wants to have sex with him so like you have to have sex with him and then Spinner like sees her crying and he's like tell me everything Jay said right now I was like oh and then he beats the shit out of Jay yeah good and he's like we're no longer friends we're done and I'm like thank god finally yes because like it kind of juxtaposed Spinner and Jay too there because not that I think that Spinner would ever have done what Jay did even at his worst but it, it did show like how Spinner has kind of distanced himself from Jay because Spinner was fully ready to go and like you know leave the party for the keg party. To be fair Darcy did go behind Spinner's back and tell people about 
it and then then he gets ambushed about forgiveness which was so not cool yeah it just kind of showed how it's kind of like a transition episode for Spinner in that he's transitioning he still has aspects of him that are like the bad Spinner from season four but by cutting off Jay because he did such an awful thing he's kind of growing more towards the better person that deserves to be forgiven yes yeah 100 percent. but then with Darcy yeah she shouldn't have told people about it but also it's kind of surprising to me that the whole school doesn't already know all about it yes because like Spinner was expelled after so you'd think it would get around it also just seems like Darcy's not super like involved in what's going on though because remember she kisses Rick and like she didn't know Rick had beat up Terry so then when she does get to know Spinner she's just a forgiving person I guess you are right like how did the other people not know but they might just be so caught up in like themselves that they just like never thought that Spinner would even come near them maybe And it's not that her telling was the issue because like I would probably also tell my best friend about that. It's the fact that they like use it against him, which isn't cool. Yeah. And we'll talk about this more, but Linus is like bottom tier person. He's not a cool Christian. (laughs) No, but let's talk about Darcy's jealousy too, because she goes so, so, so hard. Yeah, I think it kind of makes sense in a way that Darcy has looked past a lot for Spinner. And she even says that. She's like, I'm getting used to forgiving you. Like, there's a lot that's been going on with Spinner, like, you know. And now a whole other aspect of, like, a part of religion that she feels is important to her is now being put into question because Spinner lied. By not mentioning that he has lost his virginity, he lied. Yes. And... So, like, there's that piece of it. And now not only did he lie about having sex with Manny, he also had sex with other women outside of relationships, which is even, like, worse in the religion part of it. So I feel like there is the piece of the jealousy, but I think it's because this is a part of her religion that she can't push past. Like, this is, like, I'm not having sex till I get married, and, like, you don't care. Like, it's not important to you, and I think that when you have such a different view on something like that, it's not going to work out. It did, it did suck though, because like Spinner does make up for it. And it's also Spinner points out that it was before he met her. So what could he have done about it? Like he's, he's showing that he is better and committed now. So he's, she's just hung up on his past that he can't do anything about. Like he, she forgave him for the shooting thing why can't she forgive him for the sex thing? Because the shooting thing isn't related to like her religion because the whole thing is about forgiveness. But I guess you could say the same thing about the sex thing. But I think because the abstinence is important to her, she needs to be with someone who also thinks abstinence is important. Because also like Spinner becoming re-virginized is fake as fuck because then he goes and sleeps with Paige like one minute later. Yes. (laughs) So he obviously doesn't care. And I, I'm sure she knows that. Yeah, so it, it was just kind of for show type of deal. And yes. that, I was, that was emphasized by her finding out about Paige. And I think that the jealousy just increases because like there's just more and more lies 
that keep happening. So I don't blame her. Like the reason that you're jealous is because the truth isn't completely out there. Yeah. And also I feel like she was especially jealous about Manny because of what Jay had said. Yes. Even the even though what Jay had said was a complete lie, it was still in the back of her mind when like Spinner and Manny were like fake kissing each other. Yeah, because once Jay dropped like the whole Manny thing, then we see like Manny and Spinner hug in the cafeteria. We see them acting out this play. And Darcy knows the rumors about Manny and then Manny drops that her and Spinner had sex. So it's like, that's a lot in one go. Yes. And Manny's gorgeous. But Darcy's very pretty too. But like, (laughs) it doesn't help. Yeah. But then of course she had to slut shame Manny just like every other bitch in this school. Yeah, but she got her ass kicked. (laughs) As she should. As she should. Do not fuck with Manny Santos. No, never. Uh, But yeah, like it's it's a pretty big characteristic I feel of Darcy that she's very judgmental comes with the religious territory (laughs) I guess that's true yeah the whole point sorry sorry everybody listening you might I don't know is that rude (laughs) (laughs) I mean I guess the point of religion is to be your best so that God judges you fairly so (laughs) yeah getting judged is kind of part of it but (laughs) and I mean I wonder too if she actually meant it when she told Manny she's like hey like if you really want to change you know like join friendship club like I think that she meant that in a not insult way but Manny took that as an insult which is very fair well it's it's kind of a backhanded compliment in a way yes yeah like yeah you're a sinner but you can do better with my help kind of like what's it called the savior complex yes yeah it's like you think you're better so I'm going to help you because I'm better than you Mm -hmm. so I I like Darcy overall though she's she's a really cool character I think that she is absolutely perfect for Spinner's growth 100% like the only thing that was going to help him was a girl and religion in reality like and I think that putting him in both like it worked yeah so like how, how do you think that Darcy helped Spinner to grow or like, and even with Friendship Club? I think Spinner just needed one person to forgive him. I mean, like, think about it. Like, he's so hard on himself about this, obviously. And he was last season too. He was drinking. He like hated the school, you know, and then he's trying to turn himself around by like, he's like, I want to graduate. Like, but none of his friends forgive him. He has no other friends. And I think finally somebody hearing him out and being like, it'll be okay. Like somebody forgives you. I think it kind of just gave him the validation that his life isn't over. And that eventually things could go back to being the way that he wanted this whole time. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that it was really good for him. Yeah. And also I was thinking about how since he lost all of his friends, finding Darcy and finding Friendship Club kind of gave him that community that he lost. Yes, absolutely. And so it wasn't really necessarily the religion aspect that was important to him. It was the fact that, like you said, someone was forgiving him for what he did and because he just found people to accept him. I agree. Yeah, so like rather than just like trying to force Jimmy to forgive him and like bothering him over and over again like he's just finding another outlet 
to kind of deal with those guilty feelings and such. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think that Jimmy ends up forgiving him in the end, because he kind of moves on from like bothering Jimmy about forgiveness. Yeah, because like, even though I feel like the religion aspect isn't super important to Spinner, it's the fact that like, he could get forgiveness from Christianity, even if he can't get it from Jimmy. Yes. And it also kind of ties us into him turning around because with the whole Marco situation, Mm -hmm. because his life starts to kind of go back to normal when Marco approaches him. Well, actually, I'm sorry. Marco doesn't approach him. Spinner approaches Marco about like kind of becoming friends again and they do, but now Spinner's stuck in the whole, like his new life is friendship club. And although he's kind of, he wants his friends back, he has to also think about like, these are people who took me in when I had nobody and like who forgive me, which is why I think he was so on their side with the signs and stuff during the stupid condom thing. But I do like that he didn't stick by, um, what was the guy's name? It wasn't Lyle. Linus. Linus, thank you. I, was like, I knew it was something lame. Um, <laughs> Linus with the whole homophobia thing. Well, that was so interesting because Spinner is with his whole chest saying fuck sex when he has slept with three girls. But he's changed. <laughs> well, but like it's it's the hypocrisy. It's like I'm telling you to not have sex when I have had sex multiple times with different people. Yeah, there is that. But he needs, he's like friends with them now. So he kind of like has to take that side. Well, not, not even because even Darcy is saying, Spinner, what are you doing? Linus is going way too far. Why are you joining him? True. So this whole episode just kind of, I felt was a good example of how religion can kind of brainwash people. It also kind of shows that like Spinner is not a leader. Like he's never been somebody to step up and have his own thoughts yeah like he very much has always been a follower and this just shows that he is still a follower yeah like he he was Paige's lapdog then he kind of followed Jay yep with the whole prank thing so it, it made sense how he got wrapped up into it because again it's his like he said it's like his community and even though Darcy was telling him that it was stupid like he still felt obligated to do it I did love how when he stood up for Marco and Linus was being homophobic to Marco, I thought that was, that really emphasized the growth that Spinner went through back in season three. Yes. Yeah. Cause he's like, I'm not homophobic. Yeah. He's like, like, you know me. And I'm like, eh, you were a little bit, but now we're better. <laughs> yeah. So, so it, it, it kind of emphasizes how he grew from when he was bullying Marco back in season three. And like how much he's changed from that. And that kind of emphasizes his change from when he was involved in the shooting. Exactly. And I'm just so happy that Spinner made the right choice in that case and stood up for Marco. I was so nervous. Yeah, I mean, I'm so glad that Marco punched the shit out of him because he deserved it. That's absolutely true. I loved, God, when Marco like, turned around and just swung I was like yes yeah it did it it did I will say it did feel teeny bit shoehorned in that they like in that episode they established that Marco was Christian 
so that Marco could be like, yeah, I go to church every Sunday, you asshole. I'm gay and I love God. Um, yeah, that's true. But also, I could be wrong because I didn't watch, I didn't watch the Marco scenes from the season yet. Does he have anything with religion in his parents? On no. The side? Yeah, this is the only episode where Marco references being religious, which is really just there to like, I don't know, show how gay people could be religious despite religion not really liking the gays. Yeah. Overall, like, I'm just glad that it slowly is giving Spinner, like, a sense of normalcy with growing with Marco. It just kind of was, like, disappointing, though, the fallout that he had with Darcy after all this. Like, after all she did for him, like, he still cheats on her and sleeps with someone else. Doesn't that seem like us, like, four steps back? Well, so I was thinking about that because at this point, Spinner has basically been forgiven by everybody. Like Marco was his first step to getting forgiven by his old friends. Yeah. And then he finds out that Paige forgives him. So I feel like it was kind of inevitable. He doesn't need Darcy anymore. Yeah, like he doesn't need Darcy anymore that once he got his old friends back, she was going to be left behind. But I would have liked to think that he respected her more than that. Because I texted you, because I forgot how the season ended. And I was like, in what planet does Spinner sleep with Paige after they make this huge deal about sex with Darcy? And he literally had like, okay, he didn't have two girlfriends at one time, but he had just gotten back together with Darcy and then was going to end things with Paige, and then went all the way. It just seemed like the spinner that I thought was going to come at the end of the season, like fully grown, like learned from his mistakes, like got forgiveness from people, like he's ready to start anew, just ended up cheating on Darcy and treating her like garbage, even though she was the only person who was giving him the time of day. Yeah, absolutely. It was 100% shitty to do to Darcy but at the same time it did make sense in that he's finally gotten everything that he wanted for the past year and a half it like, just makes me kind of sick I don't know I don't like and, it and, and on top of that Paige is reminiscing about like all the good times and such so just kind of like the nostalgia factor of like wow we really were those bitches back in the day huh like let's let's do this and also I was thinking about kind of similar to what I said earlier about Craig and Manny being probably a popular couple with the fans I feel like Paige and Spinner probably were too just like one last hurrah yeah so I feel like it was kind of like a probably an easter egg to the fans be like hey Spinner and Paige back together one last time before they graduate type I mean fair I was like (gasps) (laughs) out loud but I just don't love the ending where he's like if she turns around I'll be okay dude you full-on cheated on her after making her feel so insecure about sleeping with Manny and sleeping with other girls and then now you slept with another girl and she found out through your phone and you're gonna be like please turn around no Darcy don't turn around (laughs) fact that you don't hate Spinner more for that I definitely hold it against him for sure but yeah, it was definitely just like an emotional time for everybody. Because mm-hmm. like 
even though Spinner has been forgiven, his friends are also graduating and leaving. Yeah. So that's also part of it too. So. Mm, I don't know. But well, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about Spinner's forgiveness and his growth overall, though, because. Okay. I like absolutely Spinner is a 100% better person than he was in season four and he has taken a million steps to improve himself but I'm not so sure that he really did anything to kind of earn the forgiveness rather than just becoming a better person I, I guess I mentioned this earlier with Jimmy yeah forgiving him but like it kind of felt a bit more like the time heals all wounds type of deal rather than Spinner actually making it up to his friends. So I guess my question is, what do you think he should have done? Yeah, I was, I was thinking about that too. I was like, well, he can't give Jimmy his legs back. So I, I, I wasn't sure what he could have done, but... I think uh, in that situation, the time healing all wounds, like think about, also think about like this from a high school perspective. I don't know if you've ever... I feel like because you are not somebody that people would fight with, but I've had fights with friends in high school. (laughs) And I feel like there are times where you just got to wait it out. You know what I mean? Like you just, you got to let them forgive you. You got to let them come to you. And that's really what ended up happening. Jimmy came to Spinner. I do kind of see your point of like, why did Jimmy apologize? But I also think it was kind of like, Spinner has been sitting with this for so long that Jimmy apologizing in a way wasn't for like Jimmy it was more for to see that it was real and he's ready to take the next step with Spinner to like be friends again yes it was for his own benefit rather than Spinner's yes yeah especially after because like think about it although it was fair Jimmy really has been mean to Spinner this whole season So I can see from a sense of like Jimmy maybe realizing like I've been so bitter over this that like I need to just apologize because we saw so many scenes like where Jimmy like bombed him and Darcy's date and he's like this guy got me shot and then like he's like you're dead to me like in public like it's just things like that you're like shit that's kind of rough but but then like when Paige says I never blamed you it's like yes you did that's not true at all (laughs) You're like, Paige, what are you talking about? You iced him out just as much as everyone else did. She literally says Spinner was so last year in the first episode. Yes. <laughs> that was kind of vague. But I think that was probably just some weird closure for Paige because she's graduating anyway. Yeah, yeah. So like, it kind of felt to me that people were forgiving Spinner not because Spinner necessarily earned it, even though I do think he did. Mm-hmm. It's more that like, it's been such a long time since the shooting and we're kind of nostalgic because it's graduation that before we go off to the next phases in our lives, I'm going to forgive you so I can move on. And I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. In yeah. my opinion, I, I think sometimes like in situations, you just kind of got to put it behind you and move on. It's harder to hold a grudge than it would be to just forgive and move on. That's very true. But yeah, honestly, kind of here for Spinner throughout the season. Absolutely hate that he cheated on Darcy. So I'm going to have to see how I can bounce back from that for season six, because I was really like rooting for him until that happened. Yeah, because I feel like after the season, Spinner is really awesome to watch. 
I forget what he does in season six, but season seven is his whole cancer storyline, which is really awesome. So. Okay. Oh my God. Is that it for Spinner? <laughs> okay. Yes or no. Did Spinner earn his redemption? Yes. I, I think that he did. I think he put the time in. He gave Jimmy the space that he needed. We see from the beginning to the end that he like, even though the friendship club, he didn't really go for the religious part of it. He did need someone to forgive him. I think him and Darcy were super cute until he fucked that up. And I think that I am glad to move on from the shooting finally. Yes. <laughs> what about you? I do too. Yes. He redeemed himself. Like once, once he got rid of Jay, it was like, yes. <laughs> we're yes, that's so true. Once he finally gets rid of Jay. Absolutely true. I agree. And, and so getting rid of Jane also reconciling with Marco because Marco was the best person to forgive Spinner first, given their history. Mm -hmm. So I just love that. Absolutely. All right. So next episode, we get to talk about Paige, Alex, and Marco. The gays. The gays. <laughs> not our the, I don't know maybe that will be the title who knows um <laughs> which I'm excited to get into but overall Craig and Ellie whatever <laughs> I'm gonna miss you Craig Ellie you deserve better than being a weird side hoe to Jimmy um, <laughs> will I miss Craig though will I you might not but guess I mean, what your girl Ashley's back so you can take her <laughs> well look Craig, Craig comes back though, so I'm not even rid of him yet. <laughs> <laughs> True. All right. So thank you all for listening. We know it's been a minute since we've done an episode, but of course life happens. So <laughs> we'll, we'll be back with season five, hopefully soon. Thank you for listening and we will see you soon.